Keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready cause some days and sometimes it's harder than it's ever been before. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready cause some days and sometimes it's easier if I just let go. Uh, my partner hit me one time. Said he felt like killing himself. Ain't much that I could say to him, except I understood how he felt. It's more than life than drug money. It's more than life than cars and clothes. But when you raised in the wild as a child with the lions and the hunters, that's all you know. We caught up in the whirlwind of bullshit. That's why it's hard to hear the pastor in the pulpit. That's why these youngsters down the rumble on the corner over numbers with the lumber and they ain't scared to pull it. I thought there was a calm after the storm. It's been category five since I was born. I'm losing friends every day over stray. It's getting hard to mourn. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready cause some days and sometimes it's harder than it's ever been before. I'm ready for what's next. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Big Crit. What's next? Another one of my favorites, man. It's been a, it's been about a almost a week since I've been back. So uh hope you guys had a had enough in the last couple of episodes to hold you over, but I'm here. I'm back. You know, there's been a lot going on in this last week. Uh a lot going on in my life. Not nothing bad, but just you know, adjusting to things and still adjusting to this this COVID. Uh Went and visited my friend the other day on Monday. Got some friends over here now, so been a little busy, but I'm here. I'm here now. I'm going to call my cousin today, Tamika. She heard some stuff that we were talking about last week with me, Rail, and Kenya. Wants to respond. I'm getting a lot of responses now. A lot of people, a lot of people hit me up uh, in my DMs, text messages. A lot of people want to speak their minds, and you know what? This is an open platform, so. Whenever people got something to say, I say, you know what? You can come on here and you can you can give your side. So we're going to call Tamika today. Going to let her talk. I got Mike over here, too. We're going to record with Mike later. I heavily anticipate episode. Kenya said the, the streets have been waiting for two weeks for this. So I got Mike coming on later. We're going to talk a lot of his his theories and everything else. So you guys look out for that. But right now we are going to call Tamika, my cousin who has been anxiously awaiting to uh, speak her mind. Straight from Tallahassee, live from the 850. Hello. Tamika. Yes. This is my cousin Tamika. Give her a round of applause. (laughs) Tamika is in the building. I said, I told the other people that I'm calling you today because... You you texted me after the last episode. And you said you had some stuff you wanted to get off your chest. So I, I guess this is the the platform for people to come and speak their minds. I guess so. Let's get it popping. So you told me you wanted to speak on raising a teenage daughter. Uh, I think you want to talk about dating, and we're we're gonna go through everything. But okay. let's let's start with the the raising the teenage daughter because that seems like that's what would uh, hit you hardest. That that. I mean, we didn't even discuss that last week, so I don't know where you came with that, but, you know. Oh, I mean, we did discuss the kids thing. We did discuss what the lady said about you shouldn't have kids. 
Right, right. But it's not just a teenage daughter, it's teenagers in general. Okay. Um did you agree? Did you see my point though when I was because I think they nobody really understood when I said I compared it to like when somebody said that it's it's similar to having a, a puppy. Like everybody loves them in the beginning, and then I guess as they get older, you kind of you still love them, but they maybe they annoy you a little bit more. I mean, I guess I mean it's the same thing with parents. Uh, you know, as parents age, they can get more annoying, and you know, people as they grow into different personalities, we have different phases of life, so we don't stay the same. So we have to constantly change and grow together. Yeah. So what's bothering you then with the well? It's, what's bothering me is I talk to a lot of teenagers. Okay. And um, especially within my church. And oh, they, yeah. You got the, uh, you with the, yeah. what is it? The, the youth ministry. Right. And the friends of friends and whatever. And the biggest thing that they face, you know, it's always a problem with parents getting through to their teenagers. You know, it's at a certain age, we feel like we've hit a brick wall and we cannot penetrated what age do you think that is uh middle school it starts happening like in 12 middle 13 uh yeah or especially 11, like 13 yeah. probably like 13 12 13 okay and and we're fighting social media as parents but even so when i talk with the kids a lot of the children feel like they cannot talk to their parents mm. so i want to make a plea to the parents, please listen to your child without judgment. Because your parents, you say, "Oh, you can talk to me about anything," but when <laughs> you can't, but but you can't no. because when when they come to you, it's like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't have did this. You should have." It's bark, 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 and so then they're gonna clam back up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, do you think? Do you think that's part of part of the reason for that is because a lot of these parents say I'm not your friend like they kind of they separate the the parental yeah. side and the mm -hmm. you can come and talk to me you know they yeah. they don't want to be your friend so they don't want you to right. be able to talk to them about personal stuff right. it, it feels like when they tell you I'm not your friend Right exactly because it's not you that you're being their friend you're just being available to them you, I would rather my child come and confide in me and get a true response than to go and confide in their peers and get a false response. You know what I mean? I know what you a mean. I feel like your situation is different though, because you had your you had your kids young, so the, well, you you still can kind of relate to them. Where some of these parents don't relate to the kids because they've they've had them at an older age. You know? No, no, because they don't try to. I had my son at sixteen. I knew nothing about parenting and I learned from that when I had my daughter 10 years later. So I was more around the age where people should start having children where you can understand parenting and what it means to be there for the child. Um, so it's not that you're being their friend if you listen to them, but you got to kind of get on their level and see where their head is. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, you you and you have to make them feel comfortable to come and talk to you because the children that I talk to and minister to, they have real issues. You're talking about suicide. You're talking about um, what uh, suicide thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you're talking depression. about depression, self harm, 
all of this stuff that they're, I mean, pregnancy scares. And then you have something like, I can't talk to my parents about this because their parents are just rah, rah, rah. And then parents go probably, I think they're worried about getting in trouble too with talking to the parents. Like they're not going to be as understanding. They're going to be more, you know, talking down on you instead exactly. of trying to figure out why it happened, why you're thinking this way. They're more exactly. going to be yelling at you. and Right. And I think we need to help them learn how to navigate life, feelings, and, you know, things of that nature. And we really need to just come alongside them because if you're blessed to be a parent, everybody cannot be a parent. No, I don't think I can. And, and you know, if God is giving you a child, we have to pour into them. We have to make time for them. So we cannot be too busy to sit down and have a conversation or, you know, even share your experiences. They need to know who you are as a person. What sculpted you to be how you are? And you're, you're and, blaming this on social media that they can't do. No, I'm saying the parent, I'm saying the kids are so confused because of all the access that they have. But as parents, we can teach them how to, you know, push back what they need to push back and learn what is reality. Like my daughter, oh my gosh, listen to these YouTube uh, couples pranks and arguing all day. And that's not a real relationship. Definitely not. But that has become the norm for them, like in a relationship, oh, we're supposed to prank, we're supposed to fuss all day, and then we're going to have, no, that's mm. not reality. So they got a false sense of what, or what is a they're real false. relationship, a healthy relationship. They think what they're exactly. seeing is healthy and it's really not. It's it's very destructive and um, very toxic. And and they these children this age, the girls think being toxic, it's cute. Oh, yes. This well, I think that's music too. A lot of this music is kind of promoting that toxicity. Yes. yes. Yeah, I think I think that is a big issue we have right now. The music, mm -hmm. uh the 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 social media too, like a lot of Instagram and stuff what you're seeing on there. Uh mm -hmm. wanting to be like all these celebrities. Right. I think right now is actually a good time with this this COVID-19 because like I've right. been telling Kenya and them, I say Everybody look normal now. These celebrities don't really look like celebrities to me anymore. No. We're seeing no. them in their natural states. In their natural state. And, you know, a lot of people are saying now, oh, stay home, stay connected, reconnect with family. But as soon as society gets back to a norm, They're people gone. are going to, we're going to revert back. Yeah. And so I charge not only the parents, but extended family and friends to really pour into the children because they are our next generation. So if you see where someone is lacking um, in a relationship or if a, a, a relative, a child uh, has an absent parent, you can fill in where, where you can. Yeah, I agree. You know, what's a, a 10 minute call or just a, a text to say, hey, I'm connected with pretty much all of my little cousins, I try to stay connected. This, this but, yeah, it, it feels like we're in a reset right now where we're kind of resetting a lot of our values and how we how we see things and do things. And hopefully there's a, a lot of good will come from this because we're kind of forced to go back to square one right now with all this staying yeah. at home and getting yeah. to know each other better and talking. Uh -huh. Yeah, but that's because we are limited. We, we cannot go. We are. We, st we have to be stationary for the most part. 
Yeah, you think it's going to get but, worse when we can go back yeah, out. When we regain our freedom, everybody is thinking of what I'm, first thing I'm going to do, you know, get back out there, do this and go back to life as usual. So all of this stay at home, stay connected, oh, you know, whatever, that's going to take a back seat because I have my freedom back. It's no different from someone being incarcerated. What do you hear people say? Oh, that's all they have time to do is think and talk to you and things of that nature yeah and because you you can't go you you we have lost a, a part of our freedom so once we regain that how are we going to stay connected and still live our full lives oh yeah I, I agree with what you're saying do you think this is uh this pertains to the adults too or you think this is more an issue with the kids oh it's the adults they the kids are following our lead for the most part i agree they're watching us and they are pattern you know they're seeing the pattern that we're setting and they're going to follow that and you know they'll add to it but it starts with the parents with the family but the kids are coming to you with a lot of their issues with a lot of problems and concerns oh my gosh yes they are what are you telling them like what is the advice you're giving them to kind of reach their parents or try to reach their parents and get the parents to understand um, I've had parents come to me as well, actually, like my kid is out of control. Just see if you can try to see where the head is. So then when I do talk to the children or they come to me with an issue, they'll say, okay, I'll say, just talk to your parents, just sit down, try to have this conversation. And when they try to have this conversation, either the parent or parents don't have time or they dismiss what they say right out the gate. And the ch- kids say when they challenge their parents, the parents say, oh, you're disrespecting me. And I disagree with that because if someone is challenging you on your word, how is that being disrespectful? Is this going on mainly in the church or are you seeing this outside of church too? It's outside, just kids in general that I come in contact, like friends, like my daughter's friends. Yeah. Um, the people, of course, the, my core group is at church. Um, I have nieces, uh, nephews. So, it, and it's pretty much the same thing. Like, they want this relationship with their uh, parents or guardians, but they cannot get it because as soon as they try to share or open up, they feel attacked and dismissed. So that makes them say, I don't even want to have this conversation. Let's, let's... And these... Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go no ahead. I was I was gonna say, and these aren't bad kids. And they'll come to me and one young lady was like, I tried to talk to my mom and I really tried to just say, you know, let's get in a better place. But every time I go to her, she attacks me. And she said, Why won't parents allow us to, you know, have our own experiences? Like if we make a mistake, you all make mistakes. And you know, and I, I understand that, but as a parent, I'm advocating for the parents. And I'm like, we don't want you to make the same mistakes we did. So we're trying to protect you. And they're just saying, well, you got to let us do it. You did it. I want to start at square one with that, though, because I feel like Uh we're trying to correct a mistake years after, you know, uh, this is years of parenting. These kids are teenagers now. So I want to take it from the beginning and see for maybe some of these new parents with really young kids, what can they do to correct? some of these mistakes that won't won't continue to happen during the uh the 
the time of these kids growing up yeah. and then when they're teenagers now we have this right. problem so i think it starts from when they're when yeah. from day one really yeah you're absolutely you stay connected stay in tune with what they have going on they're going to shut you out when they get to be teenagers because they think they have it figured out you're old you don't know the new schools things and they think we're so disconnected from what they're going through when really we're not well i think part of it too is parents from when you're young telling you all this stuff is bad all Mm -hmm. those maybe music you're listening to things you're thinking Mm -hmm. all that's bad so when you start you know doing this stuff you feel like you can't come to them because they're going to judge you because they've told you your whole life that this stuff is wrong so you can't even come to them with questions about, hey, why mm-hmm. why do I feel this way? You know, you're, you're kind of scared for their reaction. Well, I think if parents, if we could kind of change uh, the way we respond to it, not necessarily saying that's bad or that's wrong, um, put the onus on the child for, for them to explain to you, why do you like this? What do you get out of this? What is your understanding of these lyrics? So the thing of it is not for the child to feel attacked yeah. or judged because that's when you're going to get a lot of, you know, rebuttals and, and rebellion when you, when they feel attacked and they don't feel accepted. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, seeing that. You know, I'm seeing that a lot now. A lot of these kids rebelling. Yeah. yeah. And because they feel like, you know, the parents really don't care. Nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. You know, part of another thing, uh, another issue I have is with parents who are kind of judging or getting on their kids for doing certain things when the parents kind of do some of that same stuff. And I feel like your kids see, they see everything. So what do you think they notice or not? If you're doing some some bad, well, quote unquote, bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're smoking and drinking and cursing and doing right. all this stuff around them, and then mm-hmm. they start doing it, you, mm-hmm. you're you. I don't think you can really get mad at. Like, I know parents who will say, "Yeah, I do that," and I, my kids know they can't do it, mm-hmm. but they still see it, man. They still are they exposed to it, and at some point, they're gonna think it's okay. Because mm-hmm. they see you doing it, no matter if you told them it's bad right. or not, you know, they see you doing it. So I feel like you, right. so a lot of parents got to do a better job of setting an example. Exactly. Not saying you got to be an angel, but, you know, you got to right. definitely communicate with your kids, man. Mm-hmm. Just let them know. Yeah, you know what? I do drink or whatever. I smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you're going to try to experiment with it at some point, but I want you to come to mm-hmm. me, you know, first before you right. do anything stupid and giving them right. that, that open door policy. But I feel like a lot of parents just kind of don't explain things to their kids and they just tell them, no, it's bad. And Exactly. That's not that going to work with a kid. Point. Right. That is, you, that you hit the nail on the head with that. They just slap them on the hand, no, 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 and you don't give them an explanation why. Kids these days, you know, like say they have so much access to things that can give them so much information. So when they come to us, it's just like, no. And, and it's no, cause, because I said no. Yeah, then we got the internet now. Like When we were growing up, we didn't right. have the internet. We had to rely on our friends kind of yeah. to give us information on what this right. taboo stuff was. And now these kids mm-hmm. can find out everything. And then everything. Like I tell, and, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say not only that, but it, education. 
the way the uh, education is going, it's more critical thinking. I was going to tie that into education too, but not the way yeah. you are doing it. I was going to yep. say more of when you mm -hmm. get out the house and you're around your friends, you're exposed right. to so much that your parents can't shield you from. So much that you cannot. That's why I feel like it's better to give them the right information at home because like like i was saying about education they're being taught to be critical thinkers early now like things that you learn to do in college how to think critically and analyzing they're getting taught that at an early age so when they come to you for with a question and you just say it's because i said so that's that's a little confusing because they're being taught to be critical thinkers. So that's what we have to tune into and we have to explain these things to them so they can say, oh, okay, now I understand why you say don't smoke or don't drink at this age or don't, have don't sex. date. Right. Or don't date until now I get it. But you just can't say because I said so. Yeah, we got a lot of that when we were younger. I got the I of said course. because I had said so all the time. No explanation. Right. A lot of my stuff I learned was outside of the house. You know, I learned a lot of stuff mm -hmm. in school with my friends and right. I didn't really even so have internet to search. It was just talking to your friends. Some, That's it. some friends that had more advanced knowledge on certain things just because mm -hmm. of their parents, maybe more open or maybe they have family members that just expose them to different things. But yeah, definitely they, wasn't they balanced. Exposed. Yes, they were exposed. Some kids are exposed to a lot. Yeah. And so they're going to go and bring that back to your child at school and add to it. Yeah, I think a so, lot of parents are naive, too, man. I really think a lot of parents think that their kids don't oh. don't do half of the things they do or don't see uh -huh. the stuff that they see. And it's like, man, I just remember when I was in like middle school and the stuff we would talk about and do and see. And I, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel for these parents nowadays yes. man, who are just sending these kids out and the kids act like angels when they get home. But exactly when they're gone that, mm. ooh, i'm telling you that's what i i hear and see because like the majority of these kids have tried edibles really um and, and they say it's readily available at school i know about smoking weed but edibles is the thing now with the kids oh it, it's what they have so many people at school with they probably edibles. selling they them they probably bring it to school and sell them or and they're selling them right wow and, and i'm like because you can't what? really you can't really hide it like you can't really get you can't get in trouble. You can get in trouble if you get caught, but like it's not like you're coming to school with a joint or a beer where you can notice it. Right. An edible, you can right. just be like acting like you taking you eating a snack in class and you getting high, and the teacher has no idea. No idea that you're this brownie is an edible. And then you know these kids like they don't know right. They don't know the difference between stuff, so they probably ain't doing the right amount. It's probably over overdoing how much they're supposed to even be doing with it. And mm -hmm. probably making them even worse. Right. Man, I didn't even think about it, that. Edible part. Yeah, they have edibles and then they the jeweling. Um, I thought jeweling was uh, illegal now. I thought they made the jewel illegal. Uh, look, these kids have access to all kind of, they have access to the THC pins. I never understood have, the vaping thing. With, I don't know why it's so popular now. It, it says something to, something to rebel and make them feel like a, a, a sense of being grown you said thc pen they got a thc pen yeah what is well that's the weed right that's like synthetic right okay yeah wow so th they they have all of it they have access to all of this and they've tried it and 
that their parents don't know. You have some they don't know that their kids are having sex. What what um, age do you think the kids are having sex nowadays? Middle school. Like 12, 13? Yeah, at least 13 they're starting to experiment. Okay. That's I yeah. mean, that, when I was in middle school, there's probably about one or two that we knew of that was doing it, but uh mm-hmm. Oh, but like now it's the norm and that that's probably your social media and your music, of course. You yeah. know, the music they listen to, everybody's talking about this way, that way. So they're curious. Yeah, that always bothered me, especially with the R&B, how much it's changed from, like, being in love to more about just having sex now. Yeah, that's it. And I told, I talked to one of the young ladies, and I'm like, so if you're having sex and you're having all these partners, you're not worried about what the, you know, the next guy's going to think if he know how many bodies you got? Because people talk. And she said, oh, they don't care. Wow. I mean, we had that conversation last week on the uh, podcast, and we all said at our age now we don't care. But I know these kids definitely get judged. They definitely are getting judged at a young age. But I'm telling you what the girl said. She was like, oh, they don't care. They They don't care because they can sleep with you, but they're going to talk about you. They still going to talk about you. Yeah. No guy's going to care. Okay, yeah, if you tell him, he's not going to say, I'm not having sex with you because you did it, but they're, they'll do it and then talk bad about you. And I think these, these girls don't know that their reputations right. are going to get damaged uh, heavily, yeah. especially in school where, you know, your reputation yeah. is like everything to you. I mean, I've had one where she allowed uh, the, a guy to record her. Yeah, a lot of them kids is doing the recording thing now. Um, a lot of them is doing that. Yeah. With the Snapchat so like, and everything. But I'm like, this your future. I mean, you know, this is saved and yeah, he could possibly expose you. It's everywhere. And, Uploaded. Yeah. So why? Why? Yeah, that's yeah. And, and see, and she comes from a great household, a two-parent home, you know, they're doing well, but they're very strict and it's a very like no, no, no. And see, you don't even know that this is what's going on with your child. And so sometimes I'm conflicted because I have to honor the wishes of the child. Oh, like, you you can't go to the parent. I can't go to the parents. Now, I, I do you tell a counselor. You a uh, no, because, you know, no, they no. can't really say anything, but you're not a counselor. Not, you just don't want to lose the trust. I don't want to lose that because once you gain that, you don't want to lose it. But I told them if it's something that I feel like, you know, you're homicidal, suicidal, or something that's detrimental. I'm going to have to go to the parent. Mm. And I tell them that. But what I try to do, because it, that's why it takes a village. Definitely. So if I, if my child uh, goes to someone that they feel like they can trust to get information, I'm okay with it. I prefer her to come to me. But if she feels more comfortable going to someone else, I'm okay with that. And so I'm someone that their parents trust and someone that they trust. So the parents know that I talk to them. They just don't know in depth, you know, and how some of these kids just like, I hate my parents. They saying I hate my parents. I hate my parents. I hate my, my, where I'm living. I I don't want to be there. I want to run away. I want to. So it's normal for high schooler though. The, I hate my parents thing. It's normal. That's kind of normal. But then you got to understand the reasons behind it because some of them, you would think, oh, you have a great situation. Why do you hate it? Because they they don't have freedom 
um, to do anything. They don't have the ability to talk to their parents. I think they have freedom to do things. I, I mean, they maybe not to talk to their parents, but I think these kids get a lot of freedom when it comes to, well, no, I, with the I, phones, with the phones and stuff, they have a lot of freedom. They can't go out and stuff like we used to be able to just go anywhere. I think they're probably more restricted now where they can go. But I mean, that's just because the world is crazy. Yeah, but some of them have phone restrictions. So it's not just that they have access to the phone 24-7. Some of them, you know, have to turn their phones off or turn their phones in at a certain time. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's not just that. It's, it's just a combination. I just really think it's a matter of talking with the child, making the child feel comfortable enough to come and open up. So it's not easy, but if you start young, it won't be as hard when they get older. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yes. I didn't think about it from a lot of those perspectives, but yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of kids out here now that don't feel like they have anybody to talk to. Exactly. Um, I try to talk. I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot of teenage kids, but mm -hmm. when I come in contact with them, I definitely be trying to give them advice and tell them mm -hmm. different things different things I've made mistakes on and uh, help yeah. them with, you know, things they go through in high school. I always try to give them a little bit of advice because yeah. you never know, maybe one out of 10 might listen, but as long as you can reach right. like that one person, I think it's, it's a good thing. Uh, oh yeah. It's definitely good. Yeah. I also, I want to ask you one more thing or not one more. I want to ask you a mm -hmm. couple more things. Uh, you work at a hospital, right? Right. All right. I need you to keep it 100 with me right now. Okay. Is it as bad at these hospitals as they are making it sound on the news with all these like like they're making it seem like the nurses are so like stressed out and they're like, I guess, putting their themselves on the line and the hospitals are so jam packed. And I just want to know, is that true or are the nurses and doctors getting too much props right now? Um, I'll say this. Um. Our hospital is not jam-packed. Our census is low. And truthfully, um, what I'm hearing from different sources is that the truth isn't really being revealed about what's going on, about the cases and things like that. And, and things that are, you know, being kept secret and they're not really telling, not, not even the staff um, who, who are working hands-on, they're not even really being told the truth of the matter of what's going on. Um, but our hospital is not jam-packed. Our nurses are not stressed. Um, they've had to cut back some hours, oh, okay. uh, wow. cut back staffing, of course, the surgeries. Um, we have less than 20 cases probably a day now. You're used to about COVID, the corona. Your guys are getting you're getting those cases, though. You're saying, oh yeah, they're getting them. But this is I'm hearing this, you know, kind of secondhand. But that they're not really telling the truth about the cases or about the positive mm. um, cases that they've gotten and different things of that nature. And it's scary when I hear it. So I'm just trying to keep. Me and my family say. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was just asking because I see it on the news so much about on on Facebook and all the social media about pray for the hospital worker, the nurses mainly, and the doctors. 
But there's so yeah. many other people that work at the hospital. Like, you know, you got custodians and people who yes. prepare the food. And it seems like the nurses are the ones getting the main, the, all the props right now. So I'm like, are we giving them too many props? Like, then I was talking to my friend the other day who's a flight attendant. And he was like, yo, we're, we're out here with, at risk right. all the time. And then you, know, you got the grocery workers and the Walmart workers. But it seems like we're only talking about the nurses and the doctors. So I didn't. Right. I was like, is it as bad as they're making a scene out at these hospitals that we're we're giving them all this prayer and all these props. So I just want to I, talk to somebody who who's there to see if it yeah. was. I, I do think that, uh, well, first I think that they deserve a lot of the props that they get um, because they are like in direct contact. I mean, you know, with surgeries and handling other patients and things of that nature. But like you said, they're not the only ones in direct contact you have the dietary who have to go and you know bring food and take out food you have the um environmental services who have to come in and clean the rooms and sanitize you have technicians who have to you know be there in surgery with those doctors and those nurses and they're exposed uh you have different people it's like they're not being they're not recognized recognizing everybody because each day I go to work, I'm putting myself at risk walking the halls. Yeah. So let me, let's just, uh, let me end it with this. Do you think y'all deserve them free boxes of donuts from Krispy Kreme? Yes. Okay. Have you gotten yours? No. Do you, do you qualify for it? Or is it only like the nurses and doctors? I think they say all health. I saw different things, but I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Cause I heard you get like a free whole, you get a whole dozen, a whole free something. Yeah. I think my cousin but went no. and got like two dozen the other day. Really? So, I mean, I heard of this, but I just no. Okay. Well, I think that's a nice gesture by Krispy Kreme. I hope they're including all of the healthcare workers, not just like specific ones, but everybody like hope custodians and everybody else who's putting their lives at risk are, right. are getting the same benefit. But and I think these people working in the stores, like um, in the supermarkets and things, they need to get something too, because each day you're hearing their new cases of their employees testing positive for COVID. Yeah, it's so dangerous in those grocery stores right now. I, yes. I feel for these people, man. Every time I go into like Publix or something, I'm just like, I don't know, mm -hmm. man. I don't know how they do it. Because you're, mm -hmm. I mean, now they got the glasses up by the register. Right. But, um, you still like the bag, the people who bag the groceries, they're not literally, they're exposed mm -hmm. to everything. And then all the stock, the stock people, yes. people in deli and bakery yes. and all that, man. I, I, I honestly think they probably should have closed all the stores for like a week or two, but I don't know if that's possible in America, man. I don't know if we could have did that. No, we can't do that. But I mean, more safety. I don't know what more, um, they can do. They have the plexiglass. They have. They give them masks now. Uh, the gloves. Well, I heard people complaining. Somebody, one of the public's girls, told me that they were wearing the mask, and then a lady complained, so they stopped wearing the mask. I don't know if they're well, back to wearing it now, but there was like complaining before. Well, here I see them wearing them. A lot of them do, especially the ones who are out like stocking and, you know, not behind the plexiglass. Maybe those. Workers, you know, the cashiers don't have to, but I definitely see the people stocking with their masks on. And Publix is great, and they really listen to their customers, but in that instance, with what's going on, they should tell her, listen, 
you know, we've got to protect our workers too. So, no, they should be allowed to do that if they want. I agree. I agree. Um, I also want to talk to you about about dating and relationships because that's always like one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, yeah. How's it going for you out here right now in these uh, quarantine <laughs> streets? Are you uh, doing the Facebook dating? Are you doing Tinder? Are you are you just laying no. low till everything passes away? Are you are you trying to like get some conversations going? Because I feel like now is the best time to really talk to people and get to know people. Um, I do not do dating apps at all. Come on, Mika. We just uh, talked I, about getting with the times. You got to get with the times. You talk about these listen, kids getting with the times. You got to get with the times. I am old school. I feel like I can meet my guy. We ain't going out like that no more. Nobody going to the grocery store, but like once a week, you ain't finna meet nobody out. It, well, then it's not time for me to meet him. I, I'm not. Look, I've been married twice. Um, I've had enough fun in my life to where it's like, I'm, that's not my primary focus. Right now, my focus is my daughter getting her through high school, getting her established for her next phase of life. Um, since I lost my husband in 2016, I have not been focused on mm-hmm. dating. Now, I've met people. Yeah. And I've had an opportunity to just connect with people and just get some pop in and try to see, but I'm not interested in it. Like, it doesn't excite me right now. Like the companionship, like, of course, that's great. But as far as being in a committed relationship, I, that's not my desire right now. I'm not saying you got to be in a relationship right now. I'm just saying maybe get the ball rolling. Now is a great time to just meet people and talk to people online. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I have a problem trusting um, people. Uh, I have a problem, you know, with people not really showing you their true self i feel like you gotta um and then there's so much you know violence and i don't know if i really they did say that the domestic violence is up now with everybody being home together which is very concerning right and and the people can be so deceitful like Oh, like, oh, he's amazing and whatever, whatever. Then five years, as soon as you get comfortable and you all in, he's a monster. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he's a terror. And I, I'm just not big on just inviting different people around in my home. Well, you don't bring him to daughter. the home now. Yeah, bring him to the home. Uh, um, or around my daughter. You know, I've been, even with my son, I never brought anyone I was dating to see into the house. Um, unless like my son might've seen one other person other than his dad and my late husband and same for my daughter. I, that's it because I don't, I don't like that. I don't like exposing my kids to that. At what age though, do you, do you have to kind of stop thinking about their best interest and thinking about, think about your best interest? Um, it's, it's always thinking about their best interest and mine. But as go back to when you have a child that changes your whole life. It's no more me, 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 me. You have this child that is looking to you for everything. But they're going to be 18 at some point. At some point, uh, it goes back to me, 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 doesn't it? Um, It can't. That's, I just said, once I get her through high school and on to her next phase, then maybe I can put my focus. Okay. 
on to dating but because right now at 16 this is very critical yeah for her um knowing what she wants to do she's a junior helping her get through her senior year and on to college into her next phase so she needs a lot of me what are they what are they saying uh about the 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 high school year right now is it over are they just Um, online for the rest of the year Yes, here in Leon County, it's going to be distance learning for the rest of the school year. There'll be no, you know, no prom, no graduation, none of that. Is your daughter like really upset about that? Not being able to go to uh, prom and doing all that? No, she wasn't interested. She wasn't going until senior year anyway. Okay. I just feel for these, for these kids that are missing everything. I do. I mean, it's really devastating, you know, that you You worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah. You look forward to walking across that stage your whole life, and now mm-hmm. you're not even be able to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I think they should have a special ceremony for them. Yeah, I just don't over. know when we're going to be able to have people in large groups again. I don't think we can do that the rest of this year. I mean, even if they could have done it remotely, you know, just somehow, you know, let them have some type of recognition because, you know, we have a senior, well, a few seniors that are church and they're kind of bummed out about it because it's like my senior year is like the shot is gone yeah i want to talk to you too about um the church and what's what is the church is doing right now uh y'all doing the virtual services we are we're doing um live screening um what we're doing is we have our praise team come in um do a couple selections and then we have a minister uh give the word and then we it's just kind of empty. He's in the empty, the empty, uh, was it con- not congregation, but the building. There's no, nobody in the crowd. Nobody in the pews. Um, once we get done singing, you know, we'll sit, of course, very spaced out. It's only a like, you know. Oh, you're showing up because you're in the, you're in the choir. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we go, we do a couple selections and then that's it. Did you guys you know, do anything Easter. special for Easter? No. Was it just the same type of service? Because I was watching, I watched a couple services. I watched um, John Gray, of course, my favorite. Uh, uh-huh. His was like a whole like movie type of production. He was in the mountains preaching <laughs> with oh. him and like five people up in the mountains. It was pretty cool, but they shot it like it was a like a movie. It was it was like a whole production. Then um, uh, T D Jakes. It looked like he did like a rerun of an Easter play they had, but it was a pretty mm-hmm. good play. I couldn't really focus on the whole thing because I was on my computer, but mm-hmm. it just seemed like everybody was kind of doing a production last week. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, Well, we were going to do the drive-in service, but then um, our pastor said he got with the officials here and they kind of recommended that they continue the distancing and not do that because, you know, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of drive-in church services lately. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. And then the whole argument about these pastors who are trying to talk the the congregation into coming to church because mm-hmm. he thinks God wants them to be there. I don't know if that's if that's safe or not. Um, I don't know if I agree with it, but I've been seeing a lot of debates on what's the right way to go about having these services. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had a couple local churches that uh, a couple, well, at least a couple weeks ago, they were in full service. Yeah. And I think it's up to the individual. Some people say their faith 
Uh, they feel like, you know, God will protect them. And some people are saying, hey, I have faith, but I'm choosing to distance myself. So I think it's an individual thing. I don't think the uh, pastors and preachers should be putting pressure on the members uh, to test their faith, to say, hey, push through this and come on. I think it should be um, individual choice. Do you know, like, I guess from a financial standpoint, how this is impacting these churches? Do you have any insight or opinion on that? Our church is affected by it. Um, of course, members not coming to church. It's like, because everybody isn't logging into the online uh, streaming, but we do have online giving. And um, now that we've kind of changed it, uh, I think our online giving is picking up a little bit. Now that they see, okay, we have some live singing and then the preaching is it's picking up slowly. But it's definitely um, a drop. Well, there's a lot giving. of people out of work, too. So it's kind of hard for the people who normally would give. Maybe exactly. they got to put that money other places for the exactly. week. So I definitely feel I feel for everybody in this situation. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about relationships or? Oh, well, I wanted to respond to what men want. Oh, you, you got more response. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Your bomb. <laughs> I thought you just wanted to talk about raising kids. I didn't know you had responses on men. What men want? What men want? To, <laughs> I have a response to that. What is this? And, what Mika wants or what women want? What? No, it's in response to what. Are you just gonna say what you think about our what we said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the floor is yours. Okay. So first, going touching on what y'all said about the body. Uh, okay, so everybody, you said you like natural, and it's like, it's the fake bodies, and then y'all were saying, like, oh, Instagram has a lot to do with that, but, and the music, but why are these women doing it? Because these men are showing or expressing that this is what they want. I disagree. I think the women are doing it because they're seeing other women doing it and being successful monetarily with it. A lot of these women, you can make a whole career now out on Instagram just by having a nice body and acting like you're working out every day and drinking mm -hmm. slim fit teeth or flat tummy tea. But when you see the videos, what type bodies do you see on the video? I see the model type bodies, but it's not that we want that. That's what these rappers are putting in there. I prefer, I still prefer to see the natural, natural body. You know, on my Instagram, I don't even follow the the model women with the with those bodies. I follow all regular women on my Instagram. Like I don't like looking at fake bodies and fake. You know, if your face is redone, I want to see what you really look like. So I follow all natural people, regular people. Like I follow people with like under thousand followers. But that's not the that's not what you see. It's not mostly. the norm. It's not the norm. A lot of men right. follow these models. I, I agree with you there. Right. So they're thinking, oh, I want this attention. Two, so that's why these women, if you see more of the naturalness on these videos or if they rap about it, but what are they rapping about? Big butts. I mean, Sir Mix a lot been saying that <laughs> since the 90s. But but that's what I'm saying. So it's it was it's been going on since then. But now they have a platform where they can show these bodies to the world. So you think the men are encouraging this? You're we're we are encouraging the women yes. to look like this. Yes. I cannot say it loud enough. Drop the bomb on that for me. Yes. 
Here's your mom. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. I, I mean, you're generalizing, man. So yes, most men, yeah, but I don't, I don't think like that. So I'm not gonna, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, well, say so. I do. I, I speak for the I natural know, women all the time. But, and even I'm saying the people who have these large platforms, if that's not what you want, say that. You know what I mean? And natural then, hair women, I DM on Twitter every night telling them their hair look good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is then you won't have these parents or these celebrities trying to combat all of that from their daughters who are growing up idolizing that these shapes and figures oh if i have a shape like this one or whatever i can get this many followers i can get this much exposure i could possibly land me a spot on love and hip-hop like if these people with these large platforms the celebrities the rappers and all of them hey I just like a natural woman. It's going to have to start with the entertainers, though. It has to start with them who set the trend. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if it's that's why these women are doing it, because that's what they're promoting. I agree. I agree. They're they're definitely trying to get noticed. They're trying to be in videos. They're trying to get money. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, well, I'm not going to say they're all doing it for money. Some of them, probably a lot of them are just doing it for self-conscious. They're they're for their consciousness, self-consciousness, they're very self-conscious of their looks. So they're probably doing it because of that. Um, attention. They're doing it for attention. Definitely attention. Definitely. Uh, do you believe that when they say a lot of these women who do this stuff got daddy issues, like the father wasn't around or their father didn't, you know, wasn't involved in their life or did something where they got a lot of these issues that they feel like they are trying to attract the wrong men now? I think that's definitely um, a large part of it. But um, another part is just social media, getting your likes up, getting your followers up. Follow me, follow me, follow me, like, comment, like, comment. Because they're swept into this social media craze. So how do you explain this to your daughter about not, not wanting to look like that and being comfortable in her own skin and who she is? because I constantly celebrate how her naturalness. I'm constantly telling her how beautiful she is, how she doesn't, you know, need to look like other people. Just be content with what you have been given. But we can do that all day long. But when they get around their friends, it could change. Or you get around a boy who says something, it could it could change your whole thought process. But you have to constantly reinforce it. That's what I'm saying. We're constantly fighting against what they are exposed to and what they hear but you have to set that strong foundation and it's not you saying it one time it's saying it over it's constantly reinforcing it as much as you know the world is in their ear we need to be in their ear just as much with positive reinforcement so and i'm not saying she still doesn't want to be and look like that and you know dream about doing this because she's made a comment before like um Oh, strippers get paid a lot of money. Oh, my oh that's 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 where the money is. Oh, you can get money. So, like, what, where did she hear it from? Social media. Look at the strippers, the Instagram strippers, and they talk about the money. I mean, look at the Cardi B's, and I don't judge these people, but they're looking at this like, oh my gosh, this is a way that I can get well, a lot of money fast. They definitely with Cardi B. I think it was a unique situation because Cardi B was not only stripping, but Cardi B was on Instagram 
And she was showing off her personality too. Her personality is what got her there more than the stripping, I think. It was a, a unique uh, personality that a lot of people felt they could relate to. Yeah. But and still that goes into like I said, the, the toxic uh behavior or thoughts of doing this, like I could just speak my mind, whatever. So you still have to I'm fighting against that. Like it's okay to express yourself, but it's a way you do it. Everybody's not going to be Cardi B. Everybody's not going to have that success story. I agree. Yeah. You have to have create your own. We got to get them there. We got to get these kids uh, yeah. believing in themselves and yes. knowing they don't have to act a certain way. They can just be themselves and be successful. Yes, or look a certain way. Like it's okay if y- your hair looks this way. It's okay if you know your body is this way or whatever. You know. Because boys are going to body shame girls. That starts, I had that going on in elementary. Wow. Whether you have a chest, you're flat chested or you have a big chest. I do remember, to... yeah, we used to say the flat. I feel bad about all this stuff now, but yeah, the flat chest yeah. thing was definitely a thing back in the day. Yes. Oh, and it man. still is. I feel for these people. It's flat. And then now it's like flat butts and it's like, eh, you know, so they're doing all kinds of things to try to fit in, be accepted, be it's, like. It's funny because growing up, I don't even remember ever looking at a girl's butt until like maybe I didn't really be, notice it until maybe like college. I feel like I was always looking at the chest and now it's kind of shifted to where the guys look at the butt more than the chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see how it's uh, how it's changed. What else did we say on what men want that you hated? Okay, so. um, You came with a whole list. Right, because y'all talked about the black men being able to vent. Oh, yeah, about how women don't listen to black. Well, not black women. Women in general don't listen to black men. And uh, we're, we're we're considered soft if we express ourselves. Right, and then as far as the women being nurturers and things like that, now. Black women have been taught just like black men that we're strong. We keep our emotions inside. You've seen that with women in our family. Yes. We're taught the same thing. So who do we vent to? Because if we vent, then you all will say we're nagging. I feel like black women probably are more comfortable venting to each other than black men are vent are comfortable venting to each other. But I'm talking about to your mate. Oh, to the mate. You're oh, feel you're like saying we're you're I'm nagging. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I it's, don't it's have nagging, a... It's venting. So it's like, well, who... If you're my mate, you're my go-to guy, and I can't go to you because you see it as nagging or complaining. When it's really not, why am I not free to express myself? All right. I'm probably the wrong person to, to speak on this because I don't have a mate, but I've talked to enough people with mates. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to speak for them. I'm going to try to defend them. Um, I think their issue is that they are not being heard, and it's like they're not getting enough me time, enough time to themselves. Uh, they're, the nagging is is kind of overwhelming at, at times because... And it's the same thing for, well, for the women. It's like you're not available to me emotionally. So for the man, it may be he requires more physical attention. We require more emotional support. Yes, it's a tough so, time right now just because. So of... who am I going to vent to if I cannot get emotional support from my mate? 
But that goes back to, I think, and when you're choosing and finding a mate, putting the things that are priority, number one. See, when you all were talking about women aren't nurturers and, you know, things like that, people, just like a man is going to do to a woman, what she allows is vice versa. So if you know your number one thing is, I want a woman that I can express myself to. I want a woman who's a nurturer. That's what you need to be focused on. Not, you do have to have a physical attraction, but I think a lot of men are looking at the physical first and then you're seeing the rest, oh, we can kind of work on. No, what's priority? If you know you want a mate that is there for you um, to nurture, help nurture you or someone there you can vent to, build with, then that's who you need to connect with. The rest, then yeah, you can. But I have a friend who married a guy who wasn't her best sex partner because a lot of women will say, oh, I want a man who could do this. He wasn't, but he was the best man for her with his core values. See, this is the, the that's rest, the conversation I'm ready to have. Huh, what do you mean? We've been debating we've been debating this over the last few weeks about yeah. the sex and how important that is compared mm -hmm. to you just finding the right person where yes. some people are putting the sex above the guy right. and how he treats you and being the right guy right. for you and I'm I kind of agree with what you're saying with your friend you you said she knew he wasn't the best sex partner but he was the best partner Exactly and that's what matters. He's the best partner that, that they're doing great. You know, do they talk about it though? Kind of like, do they talk about that sex though? Like, Oh, you can improve on this or is she just kind of biting the bullet. She just kind of bit the bullet, but then, you know, she just tried to find ways to make it exciting for them because I mean, at a certain age, I mean, you know, sex it's going to go sex. Yeah. at a certain age. You it's know, over. You ain't even going to yeah. be having it no more. Right. And if you've had sex and you've experienced, you know, the, this and then that it's like okay but in in the end in the long run what do we have can we stand what can we stand on if we cannot have sex yes if one of us if something happened then what can we and then the look beauty fades yes it does so you i think that's what we have to look at when you connect with these it's a lot of women out here who are nurturers who will help a broken man um, and who a man can vent to, but you, it's the type of woman that they're looking for. Are you looking for, uh, you know, this woman with the big butt? So you think women okay. got a bad rap on that last episode? A, a very bad because it's the type of women, just like you told them, you were like, it's the type of chicks that you're going after. Exactly. And I don't think you are necessarily going to find her in church because it's a lot of little hellions in church yeah, yeah church is pretty wild yeah but it's you have to know and then if you notice early on that there's a lack then that's the time to step back don't continue and continue and continue until you're in so deep and then next thing you're like well how do i get out of this you we catch these signs early on honestly we do yeah. These these all red flags do not pop up when you're, you know, years in. That's why I keep asking all my like friends who have relationship issues. I'm like, how did you not see this in the beginning? And they all tell me it was different in the beginning. But I don't know. No. I, I kind of have a hard time believing that these signs were yeah. shown early. No, the signs were there. They just ignored them. 
Maybe because of the body, the sex. Uh... Yes, the body, uh, the sex, or, you know, some people are with the other person for convenience. You know, it's a lot of factors, but when you see those red flags, you cannot be scared to stop right there. But the fear is, am I going to start over? Am I going to meet somebody else? Well, they'll have problems too. So I can, at least I can deal with these problems. No, you have to stop it right there. That's what I was saying. I could be in a relationship right now if I wanted to be. I chose not to be because I knew that's not something I wanted. You saw the, oh, you saw the red flags early. I saw the red flags because it's like, okay, this is they're great in this area, great in this area. Okay. But the things that matter to me, there was lack. And that's not something I'm I'm willing to work with you on. My primary thing is family. Hmm. And, you know, and love your relationship with your children. And you're looking for all that in a man. Yes. And are you loved and respected? So that's number one. When I met my late husband, that's what, what made me continue. Though I didn't have all of the attraction for him. And I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. But what? made me continue in the relationship is his love for family yeah and his relationship with his children the rest we can build on i agree the you have a you had the foundation yeah you could build on that um yeah nobody's gonna be perfect for you like i don't think you're gonna find somebody who fits every little no. thing so i think the key is just finding finding somebody who overall is the right person like you yeah. said yeah that's you have to. And then you, these men have to realize these women are only going to do what you allow them to do. So if you allow them to not be that nurturer for you or not be that person that you can vent to, but you're still in relation with them, what you're not giving them a reason to change. Mm. So That's you, what are you like saying? That. They need to like walk away, show them that, hey, it, we can you, end this. We, we can end this. You can tighten up. Or we can end this. Hmm. Because I know a lot of men who won't allow it. A lot of men don't have that stress coming home because the woman knows up front what he will and will not accept. Interesting. But if you don't set that boundary, uh, let that be known up front, you just sweep it under the rug. You just really passive about it. Oh, especially if you have an alpha female she gonna jump all over there oh okay i'm running this yeah i think a lot of dudes are getting taken advantage of i think a lot of these women are running things uh men are not are scared to speak up or, or scared fault. to walk away and that's their fault because if you do it early on so then the man has to look at himself is there a lack in me do i lack self-confidence mm, that's a good that's, that's a good. What is it about him that he's allowing this behavior from this woman? Because there are a sea of women out here that can be that woman you want her to be. Like, um, um, anybody can feel comfortable venting to me, or and I know I'm a nurturer. You know what I mean? But it's what you accept from that person. Let me ask he you, has, honest. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, not, I was just saying he has to set that standard. A man sets the standard for the relationship and for the home. That he was built that way. Okay. Uh, let me ask. Let me ask an honest question. Uh, for my guys, let me help my guys out real quick. 
Do you think you were ever the woman that you're talking about where you, you said kind of was controlling the man running all over the guy and the guy couldn't speak up? Do you ever think you were that person? Never. When I'm in, I, in both my marriages, I was very submissive because my grandmother raised me to be that way. Okay. Um, but that this does not mean I didn't speak my mind. But I believe in letting a man be the man and lead and I'ma help him. Now, women, we we always run it. We run the show. But you still have to let the man feel like he was running the show. Interesting. Um, because we are the back, it's it's just the way God designed us to be. But you know, you have to allow that the man to lead his family. And so again, you have to look like you were saying, have these talks early on. And yes, a person can deceive you, but you have to watch what they do and not just hear what they say. I agree with that part. So if you meet a woman and you know that you like for your home to be kept a certain way, if you meet her and you go to her home and you just like, well, what, what? The first time it may be everything will be tight. This is first time coming over. Oh my gosh. But once she gets comfortable, she's going to expose more and more of her true self. When you see that true self being exposed, you hit the red light button. You stop. Yeah. That's a sign that the man has ignored because he continues. Don't just like a woman should not expect a man to change just because they get in a relationship. Oh, I can change him. A man needs to think the same about a woman. Oh, if I marry her, I can get her to start doing. No, 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 no. No. This is as is. Yeah. The women. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what the men need to realize. You cannot get her and wife her or, you know, and think it's going to change. No. When somebody shows you who they are, you believe them. Believe them because they are showing. We can, people can deceive you at first. Yes, you can be deceived. But that's why you have to do more looking and watching. Watch how they move. What look at who they're connected to. Look at who they're influenced by. Yeah. And that's what you build your relationship off. Th that's what that's what these men need to build. And you will have that nurturing woman, that woman you can vent to. Because if you couldn't vent to her while y'all were dating, how do you think you're gonna do it when you're married? Yeah. You have to be able, you have to be able to be vulnerable to your mate. If I can't be vulnerable to my mate, who can I be vulnerable to? There was an episode on Blackish this week. The episode touched on this very subject about Pop being vulnerable. I didn't see it, but explain yeah, what happened. It, it's, it, it's worth the watch because it touched on this very subject and how Andre was just like, that's not what Black men do. We don't, we don't do that. All right, I'm gonna send that to Rel in Kenya. Yeah, send that. Let tell them to watch that episode because it, it, it was talked about Pop was there with his, his homies for that for 30 plus years, and they didn't even know that he went through this rough breakup. And so Andre was like, Well, what y'all been talking about? That they don't feel the black men don't feel comfortable sharing with each other. So if you if you you have that going on, at least you need to find a mate you could be vulnerable with who will not hold it against you. Do you think that's a white woman? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's enough sisters out here that have been raised right. Do you, you don't think don't... that the sisters are being too judgmental? You think it's you do you think uh the sisters are more are, are understanding? They if you get the right one, that's what you have to talk and and learn and find out where her head is. And that's why I say right now is a great time to meet people because all you are doing is talking and getting to know each other. Man, people saying anything right now because they're locked in the house. I want to get you when you back out in the free, the, your freedom to roam and range wherever you want to go. Then the, I don't want to talk to you in a position. Oh, you, you think where we're, the, you think men are running game right now? Everybody is. It, it, a lot of it is game any time of the year, but especially now, of course, you you cuffing now, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Yeah, I think cuffing season is gonna. Um, I think it's gonna extend into the summer. Probably. I don't even but think we're getting soon, a hot boy summer. As soon as the ribbon is cut, they are going to go haywire. So that's talk to me when you're in the thick of it. Don't talk to me right now where everybody is bored out of their mind. And so now you're talking because you're going to forget everything you're telling me right now in a few months. Yeah, that's true. So you've made me fall for you. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm now I'm not so sure. Like yeah. what? These signs, they come early on. If people would just be honest and true, the signs are there, but it's what you're willing to put up with and what you're willing to sacrifice. I agree. Um, was there any, other things that that irked you from our conversation? Um, no, that's that's really it. I mean, I heard I heard what you said about the girl. I think that was little baby's um, the girl Jada who said that that the kid ruined relationship. But I agree with what you said. I think that was little baby's little baby. I think that was baby her. mama. I think, yeah, I think that was Jada who said that. What? And she got a lot of backlash. But I think it's like you said. Um, it, the baby is going to shine a spotlight on what's wrong with the relationship. Or if you're doing good, it's going to enhance. Like, I think the baby is just right. going to bring out the good or the bad right. It's going to, whatever, whatever's going right. on there. Mm -hmm. So the relationship probably wasn't solid but from the beginning. Now you've told me in the past not to have kids though. But because it's so much in raising kids, it's, so much and if you don't have so you're, wait just to, just to just to make sure everybody hears you correctly you're not saying it because of the relationship aspect of uh it's ruining a relationship you're saying more about the stress and stuff that's going to come along with it if you're not yes. mentally built for it yes you have to be mentally you need uh to be able to parent both you need both parents that are a hundred percent in and children require a lot of time. So if you don't have that time to pour into these children, don't have them because what you're doing is leaving it up for the streets to raise them. That's a good point. That's a great so point. if you don't want to give up your freedom to go like the way you are, you like things a certain way and you like your freedom, a child, is going to demand your attention. Mm. You can't just get a child an iPad, watch ABC, one, two, three, okay, you're good, get out of my hair. That child needs you. I didn't realize that early on with child number one. Yeah. So with child number two, I'm trying to do things a lot different because I realized 
she needs me. I can't let YouTube, like I tell you, with these false representations of relationships and family, teach her what a family, look, a healthy family looks like. Yeah. Even though she doesn't see that in the home, you have millions of viewers looking and commenting. Oh my gosh, this is funny. I'm going to try this with my man, with my babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is what's popping. That's what she wants to do. This is not reality, sweetie. Definitely not reality. But as parents, this is what we can miss if we feel like, oh, I need my me time. You gave up a lot of your me time when you chose to have these children. I'm not saying you can't have it because by all means you need that time to, you know, just breathe and exhale and regroup and come back. It, it's a battle. What do you say to the people who weren't planning on having children and kind of it just happened? What do you say to them about, you know, being having to step up to the plate now? Uh, nothing just happened. If you were having sex, a child could come out of it. Yeah. You know that. I mean, I agree, so, but I know some people were like, well, I didn't plan for this. I didn't want this to happen. So, uh, well, you would have taken better precautions. So you're just saying basically now, hey, it happened. You need to be a parent. You need to step up. Yeah, you got to get it together. And I mean, I've, I know people who say I got to have my me time. I got to travel too, just because I have kids. You do. But when you laid down and you had those children, you got to realize you were giving up a lot. So now you have more family vacations than vacations mm. Mm, because these, these children are priority because they were given to you by God. Because again, I say not everybody is granted the opportunity to be a mother or a father. Yeah. There's a lot of women who want to have kids who can't. Lots. Lots. So because you have been chosen to be a parent, you have to give it all you have. Like, I give my daughter all of me, the best of me. Okay, John Legend? Yes. <laughs> so once I get her to college, then I can focus on giving my mate, because I think you should give your mate the same, the best of you. All of you, don't give me the scraps. Don't go to work. I heard a little clip somewhere. You go to work and you perform well. You're getting rave reviews every time, you know, it comes around for a review. But then if, if they were to come home. Terrible reviews at home. It, it's terrible. You come in the house, you're on the phone, or we barely talk, you eat with the family, or maybe not. Oh, I got to go hang out with the boys. I got to just de-stress. I need to drink with the guys. Not enough uh, family dinners either anymore. Remember no. back in the day, you eat dinner as a family? That yes. doesn't really happen anymore. That's not happening because we're so engulfed in whatever. Because the, the parents, a lot of these parents, believe it or not, are in their phones just as much as the children are. Yeah, the phone is like the worst thing to happen. The smartphone the is the worst thing to happen to this world. The worst. So you're fussing at them. You're always on your phone. Well, Dad, so are you. Yeah. Whether you're checking emails. Two people on the couch her, sitting next to each other on the phones. On the phone, you, whether you're checking your stocks, whatever you're doing, you're not giving your attention to your family who needs it. And then when something happens drastically or, or tragically, how did I miss it? What? Yeah. Like why? you didn't see it. When the question should be, you should have saw it coming. I mean, you or didn't you see it coming? That's the question. Or why didn't you see it coming? Ignoring the signs. You, you're ignoring the signs. Like, I know I get on my daughter's nerves. I aggravate her. So she's just like, oh, my gosh, mom, back off. 
I would rather her say back off than mom listen. Wait, you would rather her? Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. You yes. would rather her be mad at you. Yes. Then say mom. Then having to come or, to you and yes. begging you to, to listen. Right. You're going exactly. to give her the advice and her be mad about it. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. That's a good, that's a good point. Because she's come back to me and she's a lot of things. She's like, I'm not doing that. Whatever. A lot of things I've told her have come to pass and she just like, you know, she doesn't like to give me my props and I'm okay with that. You don't have to, but I give her little nuggets wherever I can. And I don't try to make it a lot of parents. We do a lot of lecturing, but all you need to do is drop little nuggets to them. And trust me, they're picking them up. Yeah. It's like when people give me advice, I always tell them, I'm like, Y'all might not think I'm listening when you say it, but at some point mm -hmm. during the day, I'm going to probably think back on what you said. Yes. You know, it's going to, yes. I'm going to think about it at some point. So don't, at some don't point. stop saying it, you know? Right. So, but, but it's not in a lecture form because if you're giving them a lecture, they're tuning you out. Yeah. No, nah, kids don't, I, I, they I don't mean, listen. I, I try to do it, not in a lecture form. It might come off that way, but I always try to, I try to drop the little nuggets on them, man. Yeah. That's it. It's just little nuggets. Maybe, that's it. Just little nuggets. And they're, they're picking them up and they'll come back to you with a situation. And a lot of times, you know, she was like, you do too much. I asked you one question and you do too much, but it's not a lecture. I'm just giving her a lot of life lessons. And she was, I didn't even ask for all that, but I guarantee you, I know that she's listening. I know she's put it in her memory bank. Yeah. You got to give the life lessons. Cause these schools, they, yeah. they're teaching you like book stuff, but they're not teaching you a lot right. of life, life yeah. stuff. And I think that's, yeah, that's what's missing nowadays. Yeah, right. And my last point, when you I, I know that you say that what parents need to do is when you have fellas, a lot of parents, they're teaching them the fellas early on. You do this as a young man, you do this, teaching them about relationships with our girls. Oh, boys are stupid. Ignore the boys. Well, that's not reality. She's going to like a boy. Yeah, they ain't ignoring no boys. So what we need to do is the same energy we give our young men, we need to give these young ladies as far as telling them about relationships. And um, those same candid conversations you have with the guys, you need to have with the girls because they're exposed too. Yeah, I think we so, treat men more, well, they treat boys yeah. more like, you know, Especially when it comes to girls and stuff, it's more like a prize. Yeah. Like, oh, you're expected yeah. to do this. And when yes. girls talk about boys, it's like, nah, mm -hmm. like that's nah. not lady. Like, don't talk. Don't, right. You're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to like yeah. boys and this and that. And it's not reality. That's not reality. You you figure, oh, the boy, he's a boy. Oh, he can handle it. Ugh. And the girl, oh no, she's my little princess. We're not talking about that. You need to. Yep, because I'm be the one. They gonna get yeah. turned out first. I'm the first ones first. Yeah, gonna, gonna get turned out first. So I have very candid conversations with my daughter about relationships, about sex, um, about boys and about girls. How you have to be careful how girls turn on you. You can't think, oh my gosh, she's my best friend. She knows me. She knows everything. These girls will turn and expose you on Instagram just like oh, yeah. the boys will. I always tell so, people, man, I said, you're, the friends you're going to meet, like your friends for like life, you're going to meet after high school. After high school. The people you like hanging in high school with, you might be cool with a few of them after. Y'all might keep in touch yeah. and hang out, but most of your friends are going to be met after high school. After, right. And that's what I'm drive, trying to drive home to my daughter now. Just wait for these friendships and all this because she's a kind of loner. 
So when I told her, wait till you get to college, they're going to be a sea of people. Mm-hmm. And that's when you meet your, you know, your long lifetime friends and maybe your mate there. Yeah. And you'll be older and wiser and you'll know how to weed out these bad seeds or, you know, whatever, quicker than you can now. So don't harp on all this stuff right now. Live a little. Enjoy being a teenager. Don't put all the pressures of these relationships on you now. I mean, it's hard in the moment for you to follow that stuff, but it'll make sense later on. But it's hard for them in the moment to do it. It's hard. Yeah. But like I say, we just have to constant reinforcement. Constant. We cannot slack up. It takes a village. It definitely takes a village. And I encourage my village who's listening to come alongside me and help me. That's Pastor Pastor Mika right now delivering (laughs) the word. That's you included. Hey, you know, come on. Whenever I see your daughter, you know I'm always trying to give advice. Now, she don't listen to me, but. Yeah, but it's not just when you see her. You know, it's a text every now and then. Hey, what's up? She At first, she's going to probably be weird. Yeah, yeah. I got it. It's going to be one-liners, but it may be that one time when she's really feeling down that she may open up to you. And that's going to make it all worth it. I'll have to get her number from you later on. Yeah. I don't even have I don't even have her Instagram or anything, but I'll get it from you and I'll reach out. I try to reach out to some of the younger ones. Yes, and that's what we do. We have to stay connected. We have to use our resources. And all of us as adults, we have to make time for our children. And even if they're not our children, if they are children of our loved ones or extended family, then they're our children. Because I guarantee you, if you see that one wilding out, you're going to go call mom and dad. Yeah. But where were you when mom and dad needed help? Yeah, I remember back in the day, man, everybody had access to discipline us. <laughs> right. Everybody was allowed to say something and whatever we were acting up. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. got to get back to those days where, you know, everybody yeah. can say something if they don't think they're acting right. Or just now with mental health, uh, uh, it's always been an issue. But now with people speaking more openly about it, that's why I think it's more important to have these relationships, not just um, the chastised, because nobody wants to be chastised all the time. You don't as an adult, neither does the children, but you just want to feel supported. So that's all I'm saying. We need to support one another, support our parents, especially our single parents. Yeah. Support them. They need the support because it's a lot of weight on their shoulders. What kind of support, like, I guess real quick before we, before we wrap it up, what kind of support do you mm-hmm. think single parents that like we could give single parents? Is it like co- I, coming over, uh, watching the kids? Is it just giving, taking, you know, some stress off of them with that? Or is it other things? Yeah, some stress off. Um, You know, if it's a younger child, hey, can I take the child to McDonald's or the Chick-fil-A and go play? For, you know, when we're able to. Or, you know, hey, you want me to watch the kid for a couple hours or Hey, is there anything, you know, and sometimes people won't ask. So you have to offer. Yeah. Most people don't want to ask for help. They're not going to ask. So it's like, Hey, if you give a $25 public gift card or, Hey, um, I'm not doing anything today. Can I, you know, if y'all aren't busy, can I, you know, take the child here or how are you just that simple question? How have you been? Yeah. We don't ask that enough. No, right. Are you okay? How is the child? How is home? And it's just that question right there, especially if they're single, they don't have a mate asking them, how was your day? So it's just a simple dropping in from time to time. How are you doing? How was your day? How's the child? 
is that you know how's the child in school can i help with homework i definitely cannot help with homework that homework they be posting nowadays looks so tough yeah but but it's whatever you can whatever you can offer offer it we have to learn that we have to stretch ourselves a little thin sometimes for the right reason yeah not not just for work not just for our pleasantries and our fun we have to pour into one another that is very important so like i say and if the kid if it's an older teenager just drop the kid hey how you doing how's everything okay kids don't want to feel smothered but be constant definitely don't want to feel smothered but they need you to be constant they don't need you to come in once a year what's up what nothing you think i'm going to talk to you (laughs) every year at the holiday yeah but you have to be constant. It could be once a month. Like I say, that one conversation that they may be able, that you may be able to get a breakthrough is going to make it all worth it. That's a good point. That is a great point, Mika. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for finally having me on the show. Hey, like I've, I said this earlier, a lot of people are starting to request to come on. Like I'm getting messages and texts and DMs and people are like, I want to come on. I got something to say. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to accommodate. I got my boy Mike coming on later tonight. Uh, we're going to discuss a lot of coronavirus stuff going on, a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kenya, mm-hmm. I don't know when he's coming back. He might, he might be back uh, maybe this weekend, I think, if he stops by. But if not, we'll, we'll have him on again, too. And Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know the the floor is always open when somebody wants to come and speak. I, I'm always willing to listen. I want to give everybody a platform if they got something to say. So, mm-hmm. hey, if you ever got anything you want to speak on, like you texted me yeah. and you said you had some things to speak on, I came yeah. on this. I didn't even have a list of topics for you today. I just, yeah. <laughs> I really came. I just gave you the floor. I let you go, and yeah. we did almost yeah. an hour and a half on this. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see if somebody has something to, you know, say about this parenting, you know, uh, with the kids, because I just think it's an essential thing that kind of get, you know, goes under the radar a little bit. And these kids, they need us. Well, they I think really do. with this episode, too, with all the stuff we were talking about with parenting and stuff, I think this is one mm-hmm. where you want to share it with with some of your friends who are parents, uh, people who are listening. Yeah. If you got if you know people who are parents, you want to share this one with them, especially because uh, we no did. No doubt, we talked about a lot of topics on raising kids and being mm-hmm. there and listening to them. So this is probably an important one. This is probably one yeah. of the most important ones for for parents yes. out there. So hopefully, yes. it gets to the people that it needs to, and we yeah. can we can change some lives as a result of this. That's right, uh, Mika. That's like I goal. said, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to. I'm going to have to let you go so I can end it with some music. We're going to, we're going to play some, some Emily Sandy on the way out. I'm going to have to switch phones, but uh, I will holler at you. And like I said, give me, send me her number or, or Instagram or whatever, where I can contact your daughter. So I'm going to have to start sending some positivity her way. There you go. Will do. All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And we will holler at you later. Okay. Bye. That was my cousin Mika came on there man she she told y'all a lot gave a lot of gems a lot of jewels um dropped a little bit of gave y'all the bombs you know she it's episodes like that too where you know i kind of let i let them drive man like i'm gonna do this later when mike comes on too if you got something to say i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you get it get it out i kind of i'm gonna fall back a little bit i'm gonna let you say what you need to say 
Uh, so it's always open, man. Reach out to me if you guys got something to say. If you feel like you need to come on and talk about some things, and we'll be back with another episode of Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. We're gonna leave you with some uh, Emily Sandy. This song is called "Sweet Architect." Uh, about it's about love and life and all that. It's a pretty great song. I love Emily Sandy. One of my favorite artists. Very underrated. Uh, to me, she has the talent of an Adele, but for some reason, it just doesn't translate over here in the United States. But she's very big in the UK, and I hope one day she gets her props over here because she is an amazing artist. This is oh, Emily's Sandy, sweet architect. It's keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence, and I'll be back. Come find my address. Build me up, build me up. Oh, sweet architect. I've been lonely since the day you left So come find my dress Build me up, build me up See, we got deep love, but it's a deeper ocean Dear God, help us keep floating Some joke, some panic See, some got a boat, but most haven't Oh, dear heaven no one's trying to make it, but dear heaven, you know it's complicated. Got deep love, but it's a, a deeper ocean. We got deep love. Oh, sweet architect, my bones are heavy and my soul's a mess. You come find my dress and build me up, build me up. Oh, sweet architect, I've been lonely since the day you left. Most got a heart, but some savage Oh, dear heaven, I hope you're up to something Cause dear heaven, this just can't be for nothing We're still here and we're, we're still breathing Yeah, we're, we're still here Oh, sweet architect My bones are heavy and my soul's a mess Come find my address Build me up, build me up Oh, sweet architect, I've been lonely since the day you left. Come find my address and build me up, build me up. Build me up.